Welcome everyone to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hiya there, Pete. You'd be surprised how often you're invited to the party and you don't want to go, Matt. You know, Pete, it's a little it's a little funny you should say that. You know, I, I went back and listened to last week's podcast to prepare. You know, there was some some funky stuff right at the end there. I'm, you know, uh, I'm thinking of that with with the comment you just made. I'm I'm feeling a little confused here. Well, tonight's episode of Agents of Shield, number one eighteen in season one, entitled Providence, is brought to us by the good people of Havana Haircutters. When you're on the run from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you and your Hydra buddies are looking for a haircut and a shave, what better place to go than a place where no Americans are allowed? Havana Haircutters. Well, Pete, before we jump directly into this episode, just wanted to share some uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Now, as longtime listeners will recall, we've been kind of poo-pooing not the concept of an agent carter show but kind of poo-pooing the reality of it um pete between you and i we keep a pretty close eye uh you know on on the hollywood information that's just out there in general you know the hollywoodreporter.com that sort of thing and there's been no agent carter um pilot to speak of so i think not even i think i know our assumption uh, has been well with no pilot they're clearly not going through with it for for whatever reason as happens to many a show um but there was an article from deadline this week and pete i'm going to read a little uh excerpt uh from it uh, to you and to our listeners right now last year uh abc went into fort knox mode on its agents of shield pilot which was kept under lock and key they took that a notch further this year with agent carter because there is a prototype the project was inspired by a one-shot, which was featured on the uh, Iron Man Blu-ray. Word has been uh, that it would forego a pilot and go straight to series. The script was finished more than three months ago. Parenthetically, quote, the script is great, ABC's Paul Lee said back in January. Uh, the option, and this next point here, Pete, I think is very interesting. The option on uh, one-shot star Haley Atwell came up and was extended. I'll just pause the reading right there. So the option would be, hey, you're kind of under contract if we want to use you. And that would have a, you know, a sell-by date. And the sell-by date has come and gone, but it's been extended, uh, Deadline is saying. Um, um, now there's talk for a pickup for Agent Carter may come along with a renewal for Marvel's freshman Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the new series possibly serving as a bridge between the fall and spring portions of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Pete... Obviously, that's kind of unsourced. That's often how you know deadline works. But big, big news there that uh, to me it fits all the facts. Why is there no Agent Carter pilot? Because they have one on the Iron Man Blu-ray. They just might go go straight to series. Um, and we're fast approaching kind of series order time. You know, at the April May time slot. Yeah. Um, so, your thoughts, Pete? I love the idea that we would get two blocks of agents of shield in a potential really possible and expected at this point season two um and in between get uh, a limited run of the series that will show how shield is created um you know this is going to dominate if it comes to pass and i i think it's it's pretty reasonable to think it is uh this is going to dominate 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe next year as we have a very large gap, the largest in some time between, um, you know, Marvel movies with Guardians of the Galaxy on August 1st and Avengers, you know, in early May of 2015 so i'm all for it to me it just it just serves so many masters including to me it says abc understands that you know whatever agents of shield as a freshman drama you're not going to give it you know the red carpet necessarily but if it's this proven um this this proven entity and we'll be talking some some data to support that in uh in a couple minutes but if it's if it's this proven entity it is the serial format it's working you need to be tuning in each week and the whole rerun thing the whole one week on three weeks off isn't working this is a fantastic way to make sure that we're tuned into the time slot for 35 consecutive weeks whatever it might be i mean i I'm, i would imagine somewhere along the way just to make uh to make a 22 episode season a 12 episode season uh, of, of agent carter to make that all line up you know you throw in a two-hour finale two-hour premiere here and there between the one and the other um but th- this is exciting this is the kind of tv that we want this is how you bring people to broadcast tv by having this sort of event thing where you can say Agents of Shield starts. I don't know. You know, Wednesday, September fifteenth, Tuesday, September fourteenth. You know, whatever it is. Tune in at this time, nonstop until the end of May to get Marvel. Really, really exciting. I mean, it's the you know law and ordification. You know, whatever you want to call it, of Shield of uh, Marvel on the TV side, and uh, I think it can only bode well. For us, I was a little concerned that it would be a full-on series, and I get it, maybe trying to build a night or whatever, but I like this idea better. Um, well, you know, not a week, presumably. I mean, come on, they're not going to run something new, you know, two days before Christmas or whenever it is, right. but, you know, um, to to think that we could go... 30 weeks or, you know, 30 out of 32 weeks. And, uh, you know, uh, Matt, our dance card could be pretty full next year. <laughs> it certainly could. It certainly could. And it's, it's very, very exciting. And Pete, you need to look only, uh, you know, rather look no further than the once upon a time, uh, you know, would be franchise where the plan was to do the, was it Neverland? Whatever the yeah. spinoff was, it was to do that in between the fall and the spring portions of Once Upon a Time. And ABC said, actually, let's turn it into a night. And then what's the result? Yeah. Neverland canceled. Ratings went down because it's whatever. Because you can watch the home show and then go to one that I guess fans felt was inferior and just not stick around. Whereas if there's no Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be an alternative to Agent Carter and there's an episode here or there that isn't that great... Well, we're just going to be like, shoot, let's stick with it because we got 10 more weeks of this thing. Then it'll be over. Something interesting could happen. So some great show news there, Pete. Well, Matt, uh, it would tell me that ABC is smart. And how do people become smart? Um, tell me, Pete. You learn by going you... to Providence. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover that in a moment. But um, we learn through the F word. Failure. Which is, that's true. Okay. That's very, and very true. 
given that once upon a time uh, in uh, Wonderland failed in the way that ABC presented it. Neverland. Neverland, Wonderland. Neverland, yeah. what, what, whatever. Um, it's a wonder wall. Yeah. No wonder uh, they are going to try a different tact, or we believe they are going to try a different tact. Um, they kept Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so secretive, and again, as secret as they want to keep it. You know, They want the buzz out there that something's coming, but they don't want you to be in possession of all the details. Uh, do they not know Spoiler Pete is on the case? <laughs> they do not, alas. By the way, Pete, I will just also quickly mention that uh, I've added a tab for uh, our different polls and surveys that we've done. Uh, I've added that to fantasticgeek.com. So if you haven't voted on questions about uh, the Marvel Netflix shows, Ward's future, and so forth, at any time you could head on over to fantasticgeek.com and click the polls tab right at the top there and have uh, have a whole, uh, whole bunch of polls for you to answer. Don't we love clicking them? Um, by the way, with that, Pete, kind of starting to transition to tonight's episode, let's just talk for a moment about the, the strange time slot. We had the, the rerun of last week's episode at 8 o'clock, uh, and then the new episode tonight at 9 o'clock. I certainly read it as ABC kind of trying out a new time slot for the show without all the fuss of, oh, no, the show is in trouble. They've changed the time. So your thoughts, Pete, there on this um, one time, apparently? change because uh, i guess it's back to eight o'clock next week i believe i mean we have goldberg's um at nine o'clock it's been very steady in that spot and i'm pretty sure they're straight through um they both finish the same night um so i think the assumption is that that it's that's it's time slot for right now uh I, the one thing i did not catch in the preview um listeners will remember of course matt does not watch the preview at all for next week's episode, um, they, I did not catch the time, but I can only imagine it is at 8 o'clock. Well, that, Pete, we've had enough kind of uh, intro, enough uh, show news and whatnot. Let's move to our first segment. Yes, our debrief where we catch you up on what went down. A lot going down in these episodes. Uh, we are five, counting this one away from our finale. This is episode 18 of season one. And the very beginning, I was actually uh, faked out. Um, they had put a clip uh, online of this episode, but it was not the teaser that we were shown here. So uh, anytime I'm thrown on my heels, I'm always scrambling for, all right, how does it figure in? Um and uh, what was put online was actually the fridge uh, fake out helicopter uh, attack scene, um, which when I viewed it, pl- pray- played like a pretty good teaser. Like, all right, I'm bringing the bad guy. But I was just escorting in the plane where I killed Hand um, now to the fridge. Um, so to me, it seemed like a, a, a re- reasonable and really ready place to pick up. But I kind of like what they did here, too, in that uh, wherever uh, Raina was being held is raided. Um, she's making her uh, origami things that or, you know, she was hoping 
that the clairvoyant was going to help her answer the question when the girls made those things on the uh, schoolyard. And, okay, Matt, how many um, car garage do you want? I am totally confused right now, Pete. You never had those little – she had the origami things that uh, the girls uh, in, in Oh, I know school. what you mean. The, 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 okay. um, the fortune tellers. Yes. So, Matt, Like the how, whole like, you many, know, like, oh, number eight. Eight yeah, says you're going to go out on a date with Jimmy. One, two, right. three, four, eight. Oh, you're going to marry Bobby. Ah, right, right, right. Ward is a traitor. Ah. Oh. That that kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know, there's some gunfire, and of course, Ward comes in, and uh, she might have known from her future telling device that he was coming and would have a gift for her a flower dress. <laughs> a nice reminder that she is the girl in the flower dress. Yes, yes. She's really a woman, but I guess woman in a flower dress doesn't work as well. But there you go. You know, Pete, um, I mean, look, we we enlightened gentlemen certainly would call her a woman. Yes. Uh, but whatever. You're right. Sometimes sometimes a snappy title is uh, required. Well, a wise man once saying, girl, you'll be a woman soon. From there, we are whisked to the hub where we find out that all of three locations – that shield has across the globe are secure, um, which is not good. Uh, so basically who can protect them is what has come down. And, uh, Colson, uh, is under the belief, well, there's us. Um, then we're in Havana. Well, wait, before we leave the hub there, we kind of get some more post captain America stuff, which I really thought was excellent. Obviously, you know, integrating some of the, footage which you know the footage of of the helicarrier hitting yes, the, the news, the news footage yes yeah so it's like the news footage of yesterday or everybody knows two days ago this happened so it was just kind of nice to say oh yeah you know we saw that movie you know 10 days ago but it's it's just a couple days later for them okay got it it was a nice kind of reorienting mm-hmm. to the the timeline important i think too um then we're in havana with uh garrett and Ward and Reina and Ernesto. Welcome back, Mr. Ward. And um, we find out that Garrett is in the chair and Reina and the clairvoyant are now together for the first time. But as she learns here, he is not clairvoyant. And he also refers to her as flowers. Yeah, he. It, it was a, a really, really nice moment for the show, I think, to speak directly to the audience, almost, but not quite, a la, you know, Austin Powers looking at the screen and saying, that's right, we're telling all of you not to worry about the time travel stuff. This was just an opportunity for the show to really underline Garrett is not the big giant green brain. He is successful because of data mining and access to data. Um, and, and that's it. I really, really, really think that it was the show saying, look, we're going to pull out our pockets here. There's nothing, there's no hidden whatever. He's not going to, I mean, yes, we have a reveal and a little bit of more to Garrett than we thought, but it's at, at least thus far through, through this episode, I'm satisfied that he's just a guy with a really good stack of stack of folders that he's read through and, you know, and put it together kind of, you know, 538, uh, uh, Freakonomic style. Well, they're already 
you know, sowing the seeds of discord between uh, Raina and Garrett. She refers to him as a liar, a fraud. He calls himself an artist. And, you know, their plan was always to change the world. And we'll look at the greater ramifications of that in our dossier and in our level seven segment as well. We're back at the hub after that, where uh, Colonel Glenn Talbot of the United States Air Force gets in touch with Coulson um, and explains that he is sending peacekeeping forces. And Coulson comes to the pretty quick conclusion, this is not good. Talk of subpoenas flying. Um, And there's the little bit about not having... Uh, air transportation working at this point if they're going to get out of the Dodge. Given that this is the only scene where we get um, that that Air Force character, I'm sorry, the Air Force character's name is? Colonel Glenn Talbot with Colonel the Glenn Talbot, of mustache. Course. And it's right there in my notes right after, you know, the flowers stuff. So I don't, I should just read my notes. I was a little confused like so much was made of the screen cap and it's the actor and it's the connection to heroes which uh which um jed uh indeed uh not jed whedon that um jeff Loeb, you know was involved in heroes and so on and so forth for him to kind of show up in one scene made me think well we're gonna see more of him later in the episode but of course we don't so we're gonna see him in future weeks i guess i would like that's what's set up undoubtedly we will see him again i mean they they laid it out here okay he's he's going to gather control of these shield bases of shield personnel uh later on there was the issue about uh you know getting rid of the badges and scrubbing identities and everything there i think there might be some matt groaning about uh, the leakage coming out of Sky this week. We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Whoa! Re- really, the writer's hand as as far as uh, uh, you know, handling that uh, you know technique and and technicality, and really what has to go on between the communication with uh, with Ward and the rest of the group. But. Um, so they they need to get out. So the bus gets fixed. Uh, you would say in record time, although I was pleased that it's still leaking and still got some problems. Not that I don't want to see the bus, uh, you know, mobile. I just think that, you know, the first time they fixed it um, after the events of being in Peru, which were referenced tonight with the item in the fridge, uh, it got qu- I fixed a little too quickly for my taste. We were back on it next week, you know, next to nary a mention. And at least the millennium Falcon here was a little bit more banged up. Although Fitz really got that fixed pretty quick. Well, I mean, look, fair's fair. They only could fly for what was it? Four hours. So, I mean, and they're out of fuel and they're out of fuel. So it's like, yeah, it works, but it was, it and was that's, like, that's what I needed. I needed repercussions. Um, and, and, and that's what they gave us. So I was fine with that. Well, and that's something that we'll be discussing in level seven as well. The notion that the show, I think is dancing on the dancing on the edge of a sword here in terms of making sure it manages repercussions properly. Um, 
and, and insofar as the the plane is a is a microcosm of that, you know, I mean, look, how are you can get from the hub to somewhere else? You got to use the plane. You have the set that's perfectly fine and so on and so forth. But you know, we might be done with it. We might be done with the bus. Uh, I, I don't know. But anyhow, Pete. Not to spend, not to turn this into the, you know, future of the bus podcast. <laughs> Back to the debrief. Uh, the wheels on the bus podcast. That's a different <laughs> podcast. Um, so Colson will not let Agent Triplet on his plane. He is concerned, especially with what uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been through of who he can trust. Um, so Simmons has to vouch and defend for uh, Agent Triplet, and Coulson puts that on her her responsibility. And given that he was trained by Garrett, I've got to wonder if that could potentially come back to bite Sky at some or Sky uh, Simmons at some point. Well, did you notice that Gemma after he, it was it was confirmed the Triplet was going to be allowed to to stay? Uh, Gemma put a hand on his back, and uh, I don't know if you noticed it, Pete, but you know who did notice it. Fitz, who saw essentially the new guy who's trying to date his sister. Yes. Um, We get to Skye and Coulson, and Coulson, after he's done a status check of various places on the bus, he tells Skye, he gives her the nuclear option, erase everything. And Skye, of course, you know, functioning again as part everyman, part techie, lets us know well, that's going to turn us into ghosts. We're agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not agents of nothing, which was referenced a little later in a, in a very effective scene. Pete, this isn't level seven-ish, but, well, so I'll mention it now. Yes. Um, yes, she erased them completely, but there's a copy of everything that Ward has. And yes, everybody got their badges taken away a little bit. And it's back in the safe. So let's just see the little fingerprints there for, like, <laughs> option one. Uh, the season comes and the show, the end of the season comes and the show's not renewed and they say, that's it, there's no more shield. Or another option. Humpty Dumpty gets put back together eventually. And you just copy the files back into the mainframe and hand out badges again. So Just they would become agents there. agents of something. Look, the fact that it's <laughs> hand in your badges. And well, I'm just going to keep them, okay? And the fact that it's we're erased from everything. Except for Ward, who has a copy of it. Yeah, They're setting up... Look, it's hand of the writer. We love the show. Even little little hand... You know, times you can see the, the, the smudges from the writer's pencil. Um they're setting up a time in the show, which could be next week, which could be next season. Um, they're setting up a time where this, we're going to be back to normal, where it's going to be they are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. It's not agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ghost protocol anymore. It's going to be S.H.I.E.L.D. is now a thing, and they are a part of it, and they're going on their week-to-week mission with badges and and, and an infrastructure to support them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an issue and it's got to be addressed, um, obviously. Uh, but what it does is it, it sets up the situation where Sky has to reach out to Ward. Hey, buddy, 
I don't know. You've turned on us yet and capped Ward and or Ward. Uh, he is Ward. He hasn't killed himself. Capped Hand and uh, you know two of her security guys and her rogue right now. But I just want to let you know that uh, yeah, Grant Ward no longer exists. Apart from the Grant Ward that the audience no longer knows exists. <laughs> so we're you know and 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 he's like, all right, well. And again, he's he's telling us not so much telling her. You know, it's not the first time ID's been compromised. You know, we can have zero contact, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, and and he's able to tip Garrett as to all of this, in addition to other information that he's fed Garrett about the um, you know the existence of the cellist, which is going to be. Um, you know, explored next week, uh, you know, near, <gasps> nearly two years after, you know, first having it teased in uh, Avengers. And then all of this culminates, I really thought perfectly, in the nickname for Sky that Garrett gives her, Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> this was a particularly well-dialogued well episode. Absolutely. Given that the, the structure Absolutely. of the plot was not one of headed towards climax like last week's was this was more dealing with the after effects and then setting up things for the future not that i'm complaining in any way i'm just saying it's this, this episode uh carries a different function for the season uh, but then just to have all these wonderful lines in here and to have the, the great expanse of the of the shield world in this episode just perfectly fit the moments that kind of needed to be kind of workhorse in the episode so Yay, Candy Crush. <laughs> um, and it's at that point that they know S.H.I.E.L.D. is vulnerable and Garrett and Ward reveal they're going to raid the fridge. Um, cut not back, just because they're hungry. Not just because they're hungry. Cut back to the bus, low and slow, over the water there. Um, and... Sky reveals that uh, the badges are uh, worthless. Um, Coulson, uh, it, it, she has a conversation with Coulson and she says, I, I can't imagine how you feel. Uh, you know, you gave your life for this. We Literally. Some, yeah, we get some great exposition um, both through him and a little later from Ward. They were both recruited out of high school. Coulson recruited by Fury gave him this badge. And then of course the safe that you were alluding to before, what's this? My badge has super secret shield coordinates on it. Oh my God. It's a decoding ring. It's a, no, it's be sure to drink your Ovaltine. It's a decoder badge. <laughs> oh, even better. Cause that's it's a, what it was. Actually, Matt, we're both missing it. It's a calm badge, or at least it should be a calm badge like star Trek. Boop, boop, boop. Number one. <laughs> Get to the Providence. Yes. The funny man who wants Star Wars uh, Star Wars, and X-Men to fight is there. Yes. So uh, <laughs> these coordinates put them, head them, smack in the middle of the Canadian wilderness. Um, that considered, Coulson and May still have their icy relationship to tend to. May comes to confiscate Coulson's weapon. Um, and she uh, says that um, she was warned 
uh, by Fury about Hydra and that she is worried that Hydra could be controlling Coulson after his by experience with Tahiti. By the way, Pete, that's called, as, as I know you know, that's called pathetic fallacy when the, uh, the weather kind of foreshadows the mood of a relationship or uh, the direction in which the story is going emotionally. Yes, although you have to be careful which phallus you're referring to. Uh, well, yes. Well, fallacy is a lot different than the other thing there, Pete. The end result of their conversation is that he is not going to hand over his weapon. And Pete, on the topic of that whole scene, is he going to hand his weapon over? I, I thought that it was interesting because we essentially returned to a topic from last week, which is... In that scene, I felt I was trusting Coulson less. It is a perfectly valid argument that we, the audience, we Coulson, we May, we S.H.I.E.L.D. don't fully understand what was done to him and who did it, et cetera, et cetera. And he could very well be a sleeper agent or he could be, um, you know, acting on what he think is a good sense of instinct, but instead he's he's on the, the, the bad guy uh, breadcrumb trail, that sort of thing. So I thought it was, it was a really effective scene. And it's kind of like when they threw it out last week, it was interesting writing. The fact that they've thrown it out two weeks in a row, let's just file that one away that the show might be slowly pointing towards a lack of uh, reliability there. Oh, I, I think if anything, um, the opposite, I think it's increasing. I mean, their relationship would seem to be or you know is shattered but i think it's deeper than it's been let on all this time um we're going to get the cellist next week we're going to see this woman that colson was in love with and has been told he is dead so as if that's really going to work its way out i think that colson and may will be together at some point if they have not already been together, remember, she told him last week, you mean a lot to me. And boys, the cellist can be ticked off to find out that, uh, you know, in the last two years, Colson and May have had a baby named Sky Colson May, and it's just going to be drama everywhere. In the last two years? what is? I mean, I know she's an 084, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... That was my attempt to say to our friends who believe that may is sky's mother that i think we're i think the show is moving away from that theory it's been a while since we mentioned it in a serious tone and i really don't think that's where they're going uh, i don't either i mean it was something i think we put on the table before when you've got to consider everything moving on we have trip and fitz and simmons and uh trip says that uh, Fitz here is chasing a white whale. To which Fitz replies, have you even read Moby Dick? <laughs> and yes. Trip shuts him down. Have you? And Fitz says, well, that's beside the point. The <laughs> whole idea here is that they're really venturing into the unknown. I would agree. And you know what? I am, as I've mentioned in the past, I am I'm convinced that the show, which is already firing on all cylinders, will be improved by adding BJ Britt's agent trip for season two as a full-time regular. Uh, this 
I think was almost an audition for the character here. Um, it's one thing to say, okay, he's kind of the 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 ward. He's the you know smash through the wall. He's the the shooter, the that kind of thing. The fact that he can add emotionally to you know he's got a little something something maybe cooking with him and Simmons. The fact that he's able to kind of brush back fits a little bit um as equals mind you as saying well you know yes i'm making a literary reference smart guy who you know makes all these fantastic things can you make the literary reference right uh oh actually not to me that that's the moment where you say is this guy gonna work for next season because this would be where he's he's gonna be with the junior agents not the senior agents up on the uh up on the cockpit definitely um and there's still that you know aura of suspicion <laughs> so to be able to allay a little bit of that and show he's well read, I think helps because the bad guys, Matt, they're never well read. They never read the classics. <laughs> cut to the <laughs> this is true. <laughs> cut to the fridge, uh, which oddly is uh beachfront uh in its classified location. Little Loved bit of it. Loved it. Little, little bit of exposition and this was the scene that uh had been purposely put out earlier in the week um little bit of exposition by garrett that it is a hundred floors the only way in is through the roof and of course we had seen early before when he was uh you know joking with uh his hydra buddy kaminsky who uh does his <laughs> salute like a west texas cheerleader that uh, he's got to tone it down a little bit. So that's when I put it all together, that it's all connected. Ah, that's how they're going to get in because where the scene had cut when I see, had seen it was with the uh, guards not letting uh, Ward and Garrett in with his prisoner and the helicopter opening fire and no resolution to the scene. Of course, it's, hey, they're firing on us. You got to break the rules and let us in. Um, the end result of this in the elevator was that Ward coldly popped both of those guys dead in the face. Yeah. Not just, not in the back, not in the back of the head, just the, hey, we're Hydra. What? Boom. Yeah. Cold-blooded. I mean, look, we are working on, in this episode, we are working on burying Ward on the, the dark side. Shovelful after shovelful after shovelful. And that was <laughs> two more shovelfuls straight to the face. Yeah. Um, you know, Garrett is the sneering bad guy. And, you know, I think Ward is playing around with that. But, you know, he's got the coldness of, of this specialist, you know, uh, brand where, you know, I'll, I'll shoot you dead in the face. Um, they put the, uh, gas masks on and then, you know, Garrett gets the hammy lines here. Let's go shopping. He explains about one Johnny Horton that he locked up down here who, uh, had lion's paws for hands. Uh, Wait, Pete, Pete, if I may interrupt your glossing over one particularly inspired bit of writing. Okay. Um, and I'm saying that slightly tongue in cheek, but also look at the end of the day, writers need to write scripts that fit into what pete the, the out of all the stuff going on in the production of a show there's somebody who's in charge of the checkbook right right the budget so the budget so you know maybe maybe somebody wrote you know fantastic 
floor by floor fight <laughs> then occurs and somebody goes whoa 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 we have a ton of green screen that we need to do for this helicopter bit we need to have a computer generated helicopter we have this that the other no big attack on the compound but we need an attack on the compound so what happens hey ward let's put on our gas masks cut to commercial come back from commercial whoa we just killed everybody and let's take off the gas masks let now. me tell you about johnny horton <laughs> yeah. the entire attack happened while we were watching ads for you know nobody beats the whiz and you know sizzler wow you, you apparently saw ads for things that have long since been out of business all right what you might have breathed the gas in matt pete i didn't want any any uh any real advertiser to to kind of horn their way in on uh, on our dear beloved podcast just a reminder everybody if you want to support the podcast fantasticgeek.com back to you pete so um you know within their shopping uh garrett again refers to the fridge as their toy store um they uh expose that the uh slingshot is a hoax which i i found both interesting and to Shield's characterization at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, he instructs them, you know, anything dangerous is good, anything alien, even better. And we've learned that not only have empty rockets been going up, sometimes they put <gasps> a monkey, Matt, in one. A, a Fitz monkey? I was in tears, not really, but I was so upset at the, the thought that they really did have a brilliant genius monkey with little hands that could do all sorts of genius things, and that he was just sent up into space. Sadness. Well, Maybe Matt, trying to get back that Peter Quill guy who disappeared like 20 years ago or something. Who knows? Yeah, he could be a Star-Lord by now. But um, <laughs> I, I see visions of season two here. Put my spoiler, Pete. Um, you know, uh, ski mask on for a second. I see visions of season two. I see the tease of the second block of episodes of season two after a very satisfying Agent Carter limited run. And I see the lunar surface and we're thinking, oh man, they're going to, they're going to connect directly to gardens of the Gal guardians of the galaxy and and then we hear a playback of, uh, you know, one small step for man, uh, one one giant step for humanity, and then leap for mankind. But that's okay. It's only one of the most iconic things yeah, in the history of our species. It's 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 the tiniest little astronaut you've ever seen <laughs> roaming the, the lunar surface, who very shortly after that gets. Special alien powers and becomes Fitz's Fitz monkey. It's going to happen. Pete, will the spacesuit have a have a tail to it? Yes, yes. He Excellent. can't expose his tail to the vacuum of space, even on a science fictiony show. That would be ludicrous. Well, I mean, Matt. Look, Pete, another option is to tuck the tail into either around your waist or down one of your one of your legs or that sort of thing but then if you're not viewing him head on through the visor you would think that a baby is in space <laughs> you have to have the tail on the space monkey or a lannister <sighs> which died. i think is an appropriate reference having not 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 really watching that show we digest or a hobbit or a hobbit anyhow hey pete 
look, there's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Yes. Alas, we, we digest. Providence um, deliver us. There, there is a bunch of callbacks to previous episodes with technology, the plasma weapon they picked up in Peru that's a gold card. Um, one gentleman is uh, let out of uh, the uh, fridge facilities uh, lockup, and uh, Garrett specifically tells him to uh, follow his dreams don't forget to follow your dreams. Um, those of you that watched the preview know, of course, we will see that same uh, nameless character to this point. Uh, then, um, so there was they were it was a Chekhov's gun moment. It was like the hard okay. drive in the previous episode, uh, which was replayed tonight. Turn, turn, turn. That will come uh, full circle next week. Uh, And finally, they, as they think they're done with the fridge, um, Agent Ward has some other plans in mind. He uses the particle weapon, uh, even though Garrett has seen the blueprints to the fridge, to find a further uh, basement floor. And we get Hello Gorgeous, which we'll look at a little bit later on in how that connects. The other thing I, I glossed over it before, not glossed over it, um, but you know, to, to pull back to here um, with the Reina relationship with the clairvoyant um, Ward has her aside and uh, says, you know, she would have had a question for the clairvoyant and um Ward reveals that Garrett pulled him out of hell, uh, a reference to his troubled family situation that I'm convinced is at the heart of this entire shift that we've seen in his allegiance. Um, Sky, you mean just in which, terms of like, in terms of Garrett being the the responsible dad that Ward never had, so now he's responsible. Uh, or he feels responsible or indebted to dad to the end, that kind of thing. Yeah, but the dad that's really evil and cheating on your mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dad. exactly. So really, a bad dad. He's he's bad dad. Uh, True, just not you know, bad Bill in the way. Paxton I mean, I imagine bad. Yeah, you know, I imagine I imagine Ward's you know home life is pretty awful. So the fact that this guy is like, hey, let's go for a ride in my you know fast car and let you drink beer even though you're 11 and you know that it feels like love pete even though it's not really good for you (laughs) back with colson and company um fitzsimmons have an overdue discussion about uh colson and the change he's going through he's not uh dealing with this well he's leading them on this trek in the canadian wilderness simmons is worried if it's too late for him uh, the bus is revealed to be out of fuel. Uh, Colson gives an excellent uh, monologue where he speaks for the viewer here. He says that we're not agents of nothing. This carries weight. And uh, what carries more weight than to throw your badge and have it shot down by anti-aircraft guns? <laughs> Pete, in that scene, um, 
and, and I mean this completely as a compliment to Clark Gregg, even though it might not sound like it in the beginning. You better the, the, be Clark <laughs> absolutely. Gregg, who so graciously contacted us about making an appearance on the podcast. So, Matt, measure your words wisely. The amount of emotion that he was he was calling forth resulted in uh, a couple of uh, a couple of moments where you know spittle was being flung forth from his mouth and it crossed my mind that um it probably was a case where as with any of these scenes they're going to do multiple takes even if you know you think the last one was good okay just you know do another one just for something different whatever it might be and i suspect that that take um which maybe you know as an editor editors are oftentimes kind of removed from the emotion of oh it was a great day on set oh this was so expensive we have to use this editors just like i just have a ton of footage and need to make the best thing i can make out of it i suspect that that was his best performance despite the fact that an editor might take a look and be like all right we got the guy spitting a little bit do we have any other takes where it's a little bit less you know less spitty um but there was just such emotion there and, and you're right it wasn't he didn't go for an angry or a solely angry route. This wasn't coming from the point of view of a character who has lost so much. Mm-hmm. It was a character who believes in so much, just as, and I think, you know, you identified this, Pete, just as Clark Gregg believes in this show in such a, in such a fundamental way, believes in it as, as a worthwhile project, as a great bunch of people. Obviously, when they're, when they're filming these episodes, it was in the, the winter and there's not a ton of episodes on and the ratings aren't looking too great etc cetera, etc cetera. you start to start to get nervous as to what the future could hold and this was just i think clark greg and colson coming together as one saying agents of shield a show and a and, and, and a, a profession for the characters is so terribly important and so terribly uh, worthwhile yeah, and you know everything that he's known, both as a person and as a professional, has been called into question. <laughs> so you know what? If if a little spittle flies out of the mouth, um, that's not acting. That to me is believable. Uh, right, right. But but his super secret, uh, you know, uh, decoder badge from Fury is now in a million pieces. But we have arrived at the secret Fury location, which. Uh, Agent Eric Koenig, uh, played by uh, Patton Oswalt, he of the completely improvised uh, several minute monologue about the, uh, in his mind, wished for <laughs> crossover <laughs> between uh, everything that Disney owns <laughs> for all time, um, reveals himself to be. Uh, in this super secret, nobody at S.H.I.E.L.D. but a few knows location that he calls Providence, also the name of the college that I graduated. Coincidence? <laughs> of course not, Pete. It's all connected. <laughs> um, I confess, I think that I, I underestimated Patton Oswald's range before tonight. Um, he's somebody who, uh, actually I, I'm 99% sure he was on King of Queens. The only sitcom I've ever seen taped live for a studio audience. I I was there for an episode Uh, as an audience member. Um, it was neat to see it. Guess what? 
it's a lot funnier in 22 minutes than it is over two hours. Um, but just kind of like sitcom funny guy in that. Um, and then, you know, the whole thing on Parks and Rec where he was a little bit of a loon and then more famous for this improvised eight minute scene than, than anything else. Um, much of Koenig's presentation tonight was funny. It was fantastic energy. It was up. It was saying, Hey guys, yes, you've lost everything. Don't worry. Come on down into my rumpus room. Hey, we got a cafeteria. Hey, we got topless picture Wednesday, special windows. The minute he's behind that closed door, he goes from goofy to threatening. Like, yeah. Hey man, everything's falling apart at least we're in the secret providence place providence will save us uh you know hey don't forget we're furies guys you mess this up and by mess he means another word you mess this up i'll shoot you that's what he doesn't say that word for word the the thing is hey you're one of furies guys you're like one of like six people knows furies alive in the entire world awesome you mess this up i will blow your head off tater tots anyone it's fantastic. He's funny. I like him. Yeah. I don't know if I can trust him. And that's fantastic. That's fantastic drama right there. He's not just, you know, I'm the roly poly funny guy. Great, great casting. I trust him. Um, I, I think it it bears mentioning, you know, so he entrusts Colson with the fact that, you know, look, I'm gonna insulate myself from your group. I don't know them. Fury tells me I'm to trust you. Hey, I just told them Fury's dead the second time we thought he was dead like helicarrier hitting a building dead um and instead you know we know he's gone to europe after the events of captain america the winter soldier um you know matt do you know what providence means well i know it's a religious i mean isn't it kind of a reference to the lord in general you know providence deliver us kind of out of our troubles it means god's will oh can you think of any gods that might will things in this universe? De- um, Demi or other? Nope. Hmm. Can't think of any of them. No. Um, but uh, Koenig reveals that he has been in Providence since the Chitari invaded New York City. So this has been an extended period of time. Again, he shows us those windows so as to not lose his mind. Uh, he has lied to the rest of Coulson's team, Maria Hill, Captain America, and few unnamed others are the only ones that know that Fury uh, is not dead, merely gone dark, but his team has not yet been vetted. Um, and Sky, of course, then gets on the horn for the second time in the episode <laughs> <laughs> and lets ward know that fury is dead but fury's not dead um also there was something and matt this is why i shouldn't take notes and tweet and watch the tv show all (laughs) at the same time uh but garrett had the turtleneck off and i believe i saw a bandage ah no you saw or at least i believe i saw that here's what my notes say snapper garrett part metal man that's what i saw is that his left the side you know not the not the right. torso not, right. not, not the tummy not the back his actual side appeared to be uh metallic okay i saw what that like is got no idea blue and white bandage but again it was a 
it was a, a brief glance. Um, and, and we can examine that a little bit further in level seven, if not our dossier. Um, but basically it comes down to uh, now we've got to get Ward with Sky again. Uh, so there's this, this drink they've been talking about having for a while. And Garrett's got to make uh, Ward seem believable when he shows up there. So he gives him, as I tweeted, a Chinatown-style beatdown in order to make it believable when he shows up at Providence. Oh, yeah, hey, it's me, Agent Ward. I got into some rough stuff. Let me in. You know what I particularly appreciated about that beatdown scene? Um, I was going to say like, but it's not a positive, particularly where I'm going to take it. In thinking of Ward's home life before he was rescued uh, by by Garrett, uh, I mean, look, there's only when you talk about it was it was awful. It was awful to grow up there as a child. I mean, I think you know you're either thinking of of being beaten or or worse. And I don't think the show is <laughs> is going to be going you know kind of uh, 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 an awful awful child abuse kind of scenario. So just I kind of imagine Ward growing up in a home where, you know, he was, you know, beat a lot. Um, Garrett rescues him. Here we are all these years later. What does dad Garrett say? All right, son, you're doing a great job. Now I just need to show you how much I love you by beating you. (laughs) And to me, there's just this. I mean, there's just such a duplicitous depth to that, that he needs this dad to kind of give him grounding in the world and what's the solution dad just needs to crack a couple of ribs congrats you're eight again and nothing's changed and you're just a hollow shell of a man (laughs) well i mean when you come from a family where uh you know kids are uh put down wells um then maybe this is some misplaced uh warmth but in his quest for warmth, Matt, he winds up with Sky now in Providence, and we get the evil sneer right into the last uh, break there that he's going to do our team some harm. Our secret certainly scene, with it. With, well, if I could just, just yeah, 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 share it, share a quick comment there. Certainly, I think the implication is that uh, Sky is looking forward to to helping him out of the cold and sharing with him, you know, some, some nice cozy warmth of having that drink and having that talk. I was going to go another route, but I said, no, no, no. Pete's going to shoot that down as two PG 13. So we'll just, <laughs> we'll just pause with everybody. Matt, and just, just imagine. And back to you, Pete. Yes. Our secret scene. We have <laughs> Quinn fresh out of the fridge. Uh, Raina talk of meatloaf. Uh, his assets have been frozen and he's disappointed as well that it was all for a fake. But uh, Garrett reveals he's brought a special gift and he takes the sheet off the gravitonium. Uh, what no one seems to know or at least directly references yet that Dr. Hall is still inside this gravitonium. So it would seem at least they're not even fully sure what they're dealing with. And I kind of like that rather than a, Hey, we got graviton now go change the gravity. No, 
that there could be a third faction, the supervillain faction. By my count, we now have every episode that had a that had a standalone story now has been brought back into the fold. Um, because we had the 084 from 084 that mm-hmm. is now back, and then we have Graviton. You know, the whole I spy thing has been has been answered. Mm-hmm. It, you know, every episode has now counted towards part of a larger story in some way. And uh again, I they say that was on purpose from the beginning. I don't buy it, but you get major, major points for being able to circle back anyway and go, Oh yeah, we do have that, you know, gun from Peru. Let's just bring it back as like a really awesome gun to help us do stuff. Oh, definitely. You know, these MacGuffins show back up and you know, could they have wound up on the cutting room floor or never get referencing? And they do. It's it's good writing to reuse and to reference. Um, but, you know, what have we been told? It's all connected. And here we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, certainly quite the, uh, quite the, uh, I don't know, the jam-packed episode. And with that, Pete? The Dossier. Yes, our dossier, a detailed look at our bad guys, uh, all of which we knew no big uh, reveal of somebody new in this episode. Uh, We see the return of Reyna for the first time in a little bit. And as we referenced before, like the disappointment that uh, this clairvoyant is not special in the superpowered gifted sense that she was looking for um we'll examine what questions she might have had for the clairvoyant in level seven now pete i will confess uh and this is this is not my fault really it's the fault of all these lengthy breaks that the show has what are reina's special powers that that uh that garrett references Oh, it's just come to me. It's her, you know, look into my eyes and do as I say. That's what it is, right? Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, it's interesting that it, it, it's, I mean, her return, I think, obviously, is well-earned and, and the timing is good. We're bringing together, you know, the Garrett team, the Clairvoyant team. Um, I'm not quite sure where she fits into everything. I feel rather sympathetic to her, um, particularly since she's able to stand up to Garrett. Um but it's an interesting motley crew that he's putting together. Well, listen, Garrett's days are numbered. The writing is on the wall there. Uh, you know, Paxton's not going to stay around for forever. He can throw his weight around, and that's a wonderful thing, and to get all these hammy lines. Um, but he's going to get killed by somebody in this group, and I can completely see Reyna going off with Graviton, and, uh, you know, doing their damnedest to keep S.H.I.E.L.D. busy. That being said, Ward and Garrett are now firmly uh, on our dossier as bad guys. We've had discussion, Matt, whether Ward is really bad um, or how bad even is Garrett, although he seems to really love being bad. Um, You know, these are things that... uh, I think will be decided with in Garrett's case in the short term in Ward's case, a little bit longer term. 
the the nature of Ward's guilt is something that that has been on my mind since last week's episode. And it was the genesis first of me putting up a poll on fantasticgeek.com just to see what other people were thinking to kind of share my different options uh, as well. Um, then I kind of still had it floating around in my head and kind of, you know, wrote a short article for fantasticgeek.com on that topic. Bottom line is this. This is a, for us to believe in drama. There has to be repercussions. They can't just wave a, a magic wand and say, um, well, you know, Ward says he's really sorry. So now he's back with the team. And next week, we're going to be back on another exciting mission where Ward will be the shooter and, you know, Fitz will make weapons and so on and so forth. That's just not going to that's not going to work without some some explanation here. Um, if you want to say, well, you know what, Ward didn't really kill hand i'm predicting that there's going to be some you know what i referenced the article as you know the blood bullets it's just like paintballs it makes them look like they're dead all right well how do you explain the two guys in the elevator in this episode um how do you you know if 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 hand said kill me and my two men so you might get deeper into into you know garrett's secret lair well how do you explain the whole backstory of garrett rescued him how do you explain the you know Grant explaining that like here's how I infiltrated this team? Yes, I was picked, but here's how I slow pedaled so they would come take me. Um, is that you know you know I mean there's so much in this episode that only digs him deeper as a bad guy, and and as I said on Twitter, I'm in no way saying kick this bum off the show, you know, back to the audition line for you, pal. But, you know, Joss Whedon shows are well known for making you pay the price for killing off beloved people. And I I don't see how you wave some magic wand, Pete, to, to say, oh, well, you know, yeah, he killed five people in the course of two episodes who were all good, loyal S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Um, but, you know, welcome back, buddy. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how you do that. I think that we're 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 going to have a, a repercussion here, which is Ward's not coming back at some point. I get the point about the Whedon show, but Whedon has never had this sandbox to play in. Um, you know, getting into the Avengers, where strangely, you know, we've seen eighty people killed over two days, and there are repercussions. You know, despite being adopted. So I, I think there's bigger forces at play within Ward. Um, another person who winds up on our dossier, the full effect not felt just yet, is this Colonel Glenn Talbot um, of the United States Air Force, who has a longstanding history in the Hulk saga. So oh, that okay. could have uh, some bearing going on here. Um, we know that Sky has the GH325 in her. It is green in nature. Could there be a connection there? Matt, it's all connected. I'm sticking with my Red Sky theory that when she had the, uh, the GH material put into her, that there was a red energy or a light from within her rising up. Um, I'll admit, it seems that that theory hasn't gotten much traction um but i i'm sticking with it um 
if that's setting up some sort of Hulk type storyline in the future. Um, well, <laughs> I guess, you know, time will tell, but, um, well, when she yeah, turns into it, a red she Hulk in, uh, episode 21, boy, you'll be able to say you called it. Yep. I was there. I saw it coming, <laughs> but I mean, you're right. I think I did not get a good vibe off of Talbot. Oh, <laughs> we're not meant, we meant to. to. No, no. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely kind of, you know, stick a pin in that for, you know, he'll be back to cause lots of trouble at some point. Right. Um, the other person, and, and you really bring up the reasons why a little earlier on, that needs to wind up on our dossier of bad guys or potential bad guys is this agent Eric Koenig, only because we don't know him. And he has these means at his disposal, this secret Providence base, claiming connection but never proving um, connection with Nick Fury. Knowing this information, um, you know, would certainly seem to make him a good guy. But again, S.H.I.E.L.D. is not what it has seemed. He's seen the Providence Hatch uh, base uh, orientation film and the rest of us. The rest of our heroes have not. So I think that you you raise a good point here, which is, yes, he trades in what we know ultimately is the truth with a capital T, which is the Fury is alive. Is that a big truth you know, behind which hides many, many, many small lies? Uh, time will tell. Well, I think he's capable. Patton Oswald is capable in a way that, as I said earlier, I did not know he was capable of before tonight. And if they choose to go there, either because that was always the plan, because, of course, everything always is the plan when it works out well, uh, or they're just like, hey, this guy can go dark. Let's let's take him dark. Um, there's tons of potential there. Matt, I'm told that when you cut off one head, two heads take its place. Well, Pete, I don't I don't really know about that, but I will just remind everybody that uh, if you'd like to help us out with those uh, bandwidth and uh, storage costs you can head over to fantasticgeek.com you can leave a little donation through the paypal link we actually got a little note from somebody pete who said uh, hey you know gave a dollar sorry it's not more At, what we mean it when we say it a little bit really does go a long way we have lots of fantastic listeners and uh if you too can offer some help that would be very much appreciated indeed now that pete let's move on to our next segment Time to analyze and theorize the larger issues and darker forces at work within this episode. Matt, we heard for the first time tonight, Odyssey Protocol, which, mythic connections aside, basically means go and get the hell out of your uh, headquarters and not know where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Mr. Sweary guy there. Uh, yes, that's obviously what it means, Odyssey, long journey. However, I thought, now I didn't know until you mentioned it, spoiled it, uh, that next week would be when the, uh, or rather is when the um, the cellist will appear. But knowing that the cellist will be in it at some point between now and the end of the season, I just said, I mean, yeah, Coulson is Ulysses. Coulson is Odysseus. And he has or Odysseus. been on this journey. Odysseus, Od- absolutely. Well, it's 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 all connected. 
as they say. Um, that's why I stick with Ulysses. Um, ooh, Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant. <gasps> Connection there? Probably not. Um, but anyhow, Grant just the Ward? notion that Grant Board. Um, the notion Spoiler that Pete? Coulson. What? what? Spoiler Pete. What? Yeah. <laughs> the notion that the notion that Coulson has been on this long journey for two years now, close to two years, um, not able to find his way home, not able to, you know, vanquish his foes, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that there is his Penelope, the Penelope to Ulysses. No, I'm not making another lost reference. Um, you know, he hasn't been able to get back to his Penelope in all this time. What has transpired there? Does she still hold a hold a flame for him as Penelope did for those ten long years in the in the myth? Um I just think that, especially in light of as I said, knowing it was coming, fine, it happens to be coming next week, to call this the Odyssey Protocol really hammers home that, you know, Colson is our is our hero, a la Ulysses. And it'll be interesting to see whether there are suitors and a challenge and, you know, how deep they want to bury um, the mythic metaphor. Um, I was not using the sweary language, though, Matt. That was a line Colson uh, said, you know, let's get the hell out of here. Um, with Garrett and Ward uh, showing Raina around their uh, freaking underground lair, um, they show the test subjects of the Jesus juice that uh, <laughs> Garrett, again, great line uh, references. Um, hasn't The Jesus juice hasn't quite taken to some of the subjects. They have not become disciples. They have become dead. Um, so, yeah, there's that, what they're trying to turn them into outside of centipede or... Um, you know, that type of organization with, uh, with Deathlock, um, little bit different. We know they want super soldiers, but super soldiers, uh, you know, with the, uh, extremist formula, uh, you know, have never been able to resurrect and clearly here the stuff is not working. Um, what do you think of that, Matt? Um, I think that it, it was another example in this episode where we are dealing with either past events or setting up future ones. I mean, the notion that he's basically like, hey, I got these six vials. I don't know. We tried one. It didn't work. Um, again, I'm being kind of a bit uh, a bit uh, putting things in the summary form there. That's not a literal quote. But the notion that it's kind of like, hey, we're just going to keep trying stuff. I don't really know if it's going to work. I mean... I would expect that in one of these episodes, one of these bodies is going to sit up and, you know, go brains, brains, or, you know, must kill Colson, or, you know, there's going to be some sort of dramatic push in that direction where we say, oh, now we have like a super guy who's going to come after them in some, in some fashion. Um, so I just think it was just kind of set up for, for the future. Otherwise, who cares? Just be like, oh, yeah, I didn't get any of that stuff. So we're not going to have this scene. Um, it's, it's got to be setting up, uh, where we are headed. The last piece that I really have for level seven deals with the longest ranging mystery of the show. And what mystery is that Pete? Well, is it the mystery of one day we will learn Sky's last name? No, 
it's Agent what? Coulson's special uh, ability to come back from days being dead here. For the second straight episode, we have a rather heavy conversation between Coulson and May. Um, she is more and more worried about him and reveals the fury, though he allowed and moved heaven and earth was the phrase that was used to make that procedure happen with Dr. Firefly, whose actual show name is unimportant. <laughs> wow. Um, there are consequences and she is concerned that Hydra might be not just manipulating him, controlling him. Yeah. I mean, as you say, to bring it up once, that's eh, it's interesting. It's two in a row now. And um, that's troubling. That's almost more troubling than anything else. Because you want to say, you know, oh, maybe Garrett is part robot man. Hey, Graviton's going to show up in a purple cape and be like, now you're upside down when you're right side up because I play <laughs> with gravity. All right, that's all great fun. Can't wait to see it, blah, blah, blah. The notion that, Colson, the the rock of this show, might be a, a, a you know a, a gem with a with a fatal flaw. That's troubling. I mean, I'm not suggesting as far as like they're going to write out Colson or anything like that, no. but just kind of the notion that you know Colson is the dad to all to 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 all of the agents around him. He's the dad vis a vis you know his relationship to the audience. Um, I don't want to find out that you know. Colson's fundamentally broken that he's some you know secret agent or something he's just waiting for the the, the switch to be flipped scary what, stuff Pete what is Raina's question for the clairvoyant because if it's are you the key master I'm going to be really let down 30 years on Pete I think that it's it's probably a um it's probably a, a, a tripartite of questions, if you will. <laughs> I think that it is, how many walkers have you killed? How many people have you killed and why? Okay. <laughs> Although that might be another show. I'm not sure. I think that's another show. I think it might be another universe. Yeah. That's, that, you know what? I, I'm hungry that, to learn, um, you know, just where that goes. Well... Pete, I have a couple of level se seven segments, level seven topics here. I um leaving last week's episode, leaving Captain America. We say, oh, shield off, you know, in ashes. But that said, you could say, hey, and it turns out that, you know, um, you know, Three of the seven bases are no longer in our control, or you know that kind of thing. Oh, they got you a can, fourth back, man. They got they the cube back, back in this episode, so come on, they're coming back with a with a bullet. But they're definitely floating the idea that Shield, as we've known it, is done for a long time. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't preclude the possibility that Shield, which was previously its own international thing, you know, kind of like UN peacekeepers, but much more autonomous now all of a sudden it's like oh you gotta share you know you gotta share room with uh with the air force here you gotta get you know air force major kira and run things by her to make sure that this joint operation is now the case which i think is a nice major kira 
it's a it's a it's a classical reference, Pete. <laughs> what I'm saying is there could be this this sharing that goes on, which which would uh, where it's not just kind of like the hub is ours. It's you have to share it with your Air Force liaison guy or gal. And that in and of itself would be great drama because Air Force person says, no, we're not going to authorize this mission. Or no, you can go do this mission, but good luck without, you know, the proper supplies. And then Fitz needs to send in a robot to go get the supplies. You know, just it's an extra opportunity for some drama. Um, speaking of planes in particular, another level seven question I had was, are we going to see more of hand on her plane? They kind of glossed over the whole idea of the plane landing and taking off and dropping them off. Yeah, that's why, you know, I I thought that the piece I had seen that Marvel put out ahead of the episode was literally picking back up. Um, That's a very big loose end. What's done with that in to where Ward's fate would lie. So... I have to think, not that we, we need to see her dead body and have a funeral and everything there, but I think some kind of closure, you know, what did they do with it? Did they dump it? Where is that plane? We've not seen the interior since that went on. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested to, uh, to pick back up with that. I, I think you reasonably, and I always like to include the word reasonably because – Maybe those really smart writers can come up with something awesome that we're never going to think of. Um, But I think that reasonably you can assume it's one of three options. Option one, it's sloppy writing. They done goofed up and they're just like, ah, we don't want to talk about that. So we're not going to show it. And then never, whatever. Goodbye, agent hand. You're dead forever. Option two is they shot something and it was cut for time. And if they need to return to it later on, um, they could do it. You know, use that footage in flashback or reinsert it in a new episode or, you know, I mean, I think there were a couple times like on Battlestar where they do previously on and showed you stuff that were cut. So you're like, wait, I don't remember the episode that was from, but they're just like, well, we just want to catch you up quickly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's, you know, it might have been addressed, but it didn't need to be addressed tonight. So they're going to just fix it later if they need to. Third option is they are intentionally withholding it so that you can have, I don't know, at the end of next week's episode, have uh, the flashback to the plane taking off at, uh, you know, at the fridge. And that's when hands, bloody hand starts to move. Or that's when she sits up and says, okay, boys, they fell for it or, you know, something like that. So we'll see right now it's a rough edge is it a rough edge that gets you know smoothed out we'll see we'll see yeah i mean uh i could imagine you know garrett just kicking her over (laughs) um yeah like to double check i that certainly is reasonable right it's reasonable to be like all right you just shot her three times she's probably dying um, you know, the number of times that there's been something, f- you know, funny going on, the number of times that I, Garrett, have, you know, been part of an operation where I shoot somebody and we're both in on it that's not really real. Well, let me give her a quick, you know, quick kick. And if she doesn't moan out, uh, we killed her. Well, so. listen, as long as a Tahiti exists in this universe, death is, you know, no longer final. <laughs> 
Um, and you know, our bad guys are even working on the ability to resurrect their soldiers. So who's to say, um, I just think it was, I mean, listen, any death should smack of finality. However, it, it just seemed unceremonious for a guest in Saffron Burroughs. I don't think she's done yet either, just in terms of monitoring the, uh, the back channel stuff. Ah, yo, Pete, you, you always seem to know what's going on there with, uh, with those agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. With that, Pete, let's get to our final segment of the evening. Transmissions. And Pete, we have uh, a, a trio of emails to share today. First one up is from uh, Erica C., also known as Golden Hera 9 on, uh, on the Twitter. And uh, she says, uh, Fantastic Geek, Sky has fallen for another bad boy. And can we talk about how dangerous Ward is going to the fridge with the specs downloaded from the bus with the clairvoyant, no less? Is this going to turn into a battle for not just Shield Soul, but also Skies? Love the podcast. Thanks again, Erica. So your thoughts, Pete, will this turn into a battle for Sky's soul? Well, first off, thank you, Erica, for uh, reaching out. Your emails always mean a lot to us. Um, Sky, for her every man archetype, every woman archetype that she's cast in, she's a every little more person, Pete. Yeah, she's a little more jaded than others. Um, you know, she's she's lived in orphanages. She's bounced around. Um, she she's may killed or, entire villages with her secret. Yeah, may power. or may not be completely human. I think she's got bigger problems in her life than, uh, you know, a guy letting her down. Now, a, a, a double agent in their midst, I think that's a worry for everybody. Um, you know, I, I, I get the, the shipping, as the kids say, um, <laughs> you know, but, but that's, a, that's a dramatic way at really getting to the heart of the issue, which is not just their hearts, but all of them are in danger. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Pete, uh, Erica, she sent this email a couple of days ago. Nice catch on her part that Ward had the specs downloaded from the bus. It was something that I had not caught on first viewing. And when they, they had the rerun tonight, yes. I was all of a sudden saying, oh, wait a minute. The camera very clearly is like, here's the external hard drive. Hey, the show's really telegraphing this. And then I think I then got, as I was trying to keep an eye on it i then got into a twitter conversation and missed it and somebody's like look he still has the thing so really uh nice detective work there uh from erica ax x back in a x hard drive yeah well yes that hard drive is going to literally be a deus ex machina when they're like but we're shield agents of shield ghost protocol we don't have files anymore we have these stinking batches but they're of no use to us because we're not in the system, man. And Sky's just going to go, wait a minute. This <laughs> thing from are. Ward. Uploading, uploading. Ba-dum! And then there's going to be this great, you know, like the triumphant music where it's like, upload complete. And then you're going to see all their like files and all their pictures. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be this great happy moment. And they're yeah. all going to hug. Then they can do a freeze frame, with I, which I, I hate freeze frames, by the way. 
Pete, this next email comes from uh, comes from Henry. Uh, he's on Twitter as at Fan of Shield, as well as Henry Da Red. Uh, Dear Fantastic Geek, a friend at school shared the theory that Ward is legitimately Hydra and will sacrifice himself at the end of the season to save the team because, well, he's probably damaged his reputation beyond repair, so he can only redeem himself by dying. However, I'd like to add that I believe his death will be a fake-out and that he and Sky will censored, and Henry self-censored himself. I think he means um, go out for that drink. Um, and or get married and have little skyward babies. So, Pete, uh, which side of the fence are you on there? Is it more likely that Word will um, Word will die at the end of the season, or that uh, he and Sky will uh, will you know the 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 well you know and uh, get married? I mean, it's an ABC Disney show. Let's I, I think that they they would probably want to get married first. Um, this and guy major- I know came up with a way that we keep Ward and don't really put his actions on him, which has actually been done before this universe. So that's where I see this going. If it goes that route, A, they're rehashing from Dr. Sven Svensson or whatever his name is from, uh, what's his name? The, the Thor guy. Dr. Henrik, not Lundquist, he's a goalie. Eric Svelvig. If they go that route, A, it's retread. B, it it really is Deus Ex Machina. It really is saying, not, it's, you know what, it's worse than Deus Ex Machina. Because at least Deus Ex Machina, there's times where if it's set up correctly, you go, oh, that makes sense. Like the whole thing with the external hard drive. They're all going to be returned to Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. full status. They're all going to get their badges. And they're all going to, like, get medals from Princess Leia at the end of the season. Like, that's that's just going to happen. Wow, Carrie Fisher's going to be on? I didn't read that anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, the <laughs> aside from the last secret scene or the last big zinger or the thing that's going to propel us to season two. Patton Oswald was right. Quote, unquote, season one will end with the badges being handed back out and the deus ex machina hard drive going welcome back welcome back of that i have no i have no uh guess or not guess i have no no uh no question that that's what's going to happen if word is if you're out is hey word killed five people so far like killed them for real okay i saw it again on the on the rerun for for um for 117 like the bald-headed guy who was with hand like he shot him in the head there was they put in a computer-generated bullet hole in the guy's head he's not going home to his to his family tonight it was chalk. Um, <laughs> it's all ch- hashtag that's how, they, it's all chalk that's how they do it hydra hydra kills you with uh with chocolate kill in quotation marks my point is this i really don't think there's any coming back for ward I don't think there. I cannot imagine. Look, if that's the route they're going to go, where it's like, oh, you didn't know because Loki like did a thing. All right, well, guess what? That worked for Doctor Eric Svelvig, who also was like conscious enough to be like, I built in the back door. The energy can't stop the energy of itself. Energy. So use the use the po- the pokey thing that has the energy to stop the energy to make the energy. Uh, all right, whatever. Guess what? Even in Avengers, the whole Dr. Eric thing of him 
putting in the backdoor thing to stop the portal, that was a deus ex machina. Sorry, we kind of didn't care because the rest of the movie was great, but they couldn't think of a better ending other than the guy that made it possible put in an off switch and then told somebody, go get that thing, that'll make the off switch work. So if they're going to go that route again, I say niente. I say no Skyward Babies and Ward is redeemed for us by sacrificing himself um i you know to that degree i agree with henry or and or henry's friend um brett dalton's character which i'm separating slightly from ward brett dalton will have his moment where we go oh boy did he contribute so much and there's there's the 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 the, the state funeral for Ward. there it is with you know colson crying at the at the coffin or something like that um that's what's ahead for Ward. There's not going to be any way where it's, oops, you were brainwashed. Or the whole triple agent thing. Okay, he killed five people. Oh, oops, triple agents. Anyhow. <laughs> should should I uh, end my rant now, Pete? I, I think you can. But, you know, while we've been down this with Agent Barton and with Dr. Selvig and with others, you know, it's it's a tried and true way to bring them back. Oh, you weren't yourself. You weren't under control. You know, twice we've had these menacing looks into silence in two episodes at the end of Turn, Turn, Turn and here in Providence where Ward is, you know, off on his own. Matt, what if Raina is directing him? Then why did she look so scared when he walked in? She's brainwashed him so well that she needs to act like she doesn't know who he is, even though he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm here because, like, bad dad sent me. I have a dress for you. And here's the other thing, too. And this may be crossing the line from just looking at the story to looking at, you know, this as a production. You're not going to kill off um, Stellan Skarsgård's character. Period. Like, what I'm saying is you're not going to go out and hire Stellan Skarsgård to be, like, in the background for a couple of movies, and then you just kind of kill him off because, you know, whatever. Because he's kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Same thing with, you know, or because he's been Loki's, you know, play thing. Just to complete the thought there. Same thing with, you're not going to get, um, what's his name who plays Hawkeye? Jeremy Renner. What's his yeah, you're not going to get a Jeremy Renner to be like... I mean, look, Jeremy Renner was ticked that he played a bad guy for so much of Avengers. He was legitimately ticked. And I'm like, dude, be quiet. They're going to recast you in two seconds with, like, maybe Ben Affleck will play Hawkeye, too. I don't know. But bottom line is, we've been with Ward so long. He doesn't... I don't know if I can quite... I'm not quite explaining it properly. But you you have these actors of greater reputation who I think we're going to be okay that in a movie or two, it's like, Oh, they went kind of bad and now they're back versus the, the hours that we've spent um, either admiring Ward or kind of re uh, you know, recoiling in horror uh, at his recent, uh, recent behavior. So time will tell we have four little episodes left, four hours left to the series. Actually much less left of this season, Matt. Oh, season. Oh my I was using series in the British sense there, Pete. You better have been. In series one, there's but four episodes left. Or as and I'm sure Ian in the UK 
sort.co.uk. I'm sure he could back this up. I believe they call four episodes. I believe they call that a um, a um, uh, a bushel of episodes or a yes, stone of episodes. Yes, and they also call elevators lifts. That 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 is true as well, and they also call um, the the driver's side uh, of a car uh, the right. Which is also kind of strange. That must be a little confusing. Pete, what is not confusing though? By the way, Ian, you can you can send it, you know, you don't even need to send us the email. We know we're correct about all that. Um they also I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. We have one more email, Pete. This comes from Hazel. Hazel says, Hi guys. First off, I'm a big fan, so keep it up. Thank She's already you. off to a good start there, yeah. Second, my thoughts on the most recent episode, which, by the way, Pete, this email for your reference was sent about an hour ago, so it's hot off the presses here. Very good. I I hate slash love what they're doing with Agent Ward. My inner fangirl hates it because it's Ward. Tough yet likable Ward. And it's just so hard to think that he could have betrayed the team in this way. Not to mention that killing Victoria Hand, one of my favorite characters, is about as unforgivable as you can get. But, says Hazel, I also love this twist because it's a great opportunity for the writers slash showrunners to explore what could possibly be a morally gray character. Yes, Ward's betrayal is very real and painful, so, so painful. And it'll be interesting to see how he ends up paying for the cold-blooded killings he's been doing. Not just Hand, but the other nameless agents he's encountered along the way. I swear, Pete, it's like Hazel's reading my mind. And I, <laughs> for the record, I did not, I did not read this email for content uh, until just now. I'm reading it as I as I do it. I t- just took a quick look. Okay, how long is it? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I like this Hazel. She's bright. Um, she goes on to say, but at the same time, that conversation he had with Reina about Colson and the team, plus. His sort of argument with Garrett over Sky and how shooting her hadn't part of the plan. It leads me to believe that in spite of everything, it wasn't so easy for him to remain detached from the team. Side note, I'll just pause Hazel's words for a moment. I know there certainly were some times where he was uh, very attached, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Back to Hazel. Uh, the whole idea of him questioning himself on how he's acting. It would be a great way to show the depth and complexities of this character that is just so broken. At least that's my impression from the interviews I've read by Brett Dalton, Jed Whedon, and Marissa Tancheron discussing the character of Ward. Just my two cents, smiley face, Hazel. So your thoughts there, Pete. Is there a is there a redemptive path there? I mean, I know we've kind of discussed how it might be redemptive, but do you feel that Ward is waffling on his decision? I do. I do. Um, you know, that he's now drawn uh, qualifications for the deal rather than just being a bad guy. Like, oh, all right, you need me to, you know, uh, take her out? No problem. No, she got under his skin and and that's the way back to the good side of the force. <laughs> Indeed. See, we're all headed towards the Patton Oswald. It's It's all connected. Things. It's all connected. It is. It is all connected. By the way, Pete, as you might suspect, Hazel, for her wonderful and extremely well-written email, especially for the lateness of the hour, uh, for her efforts, she earns the title Agent of the Week, and uh, no badges. All the rights though. and privileges. There are there. no badges. There's there's no badges anymore, Matt. 
Well, there's still buttons. Buttons are slightly different than yes. badges. Yes. But so, uh, just don't throw them because anti-aircraft uh, guns might take them out. Or you could well, hurt somebody. I, I may have mentioned this on our New York Comic Con podcast, but these these buttons, um, I had a whole bunch in my pocket as we were online for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. And I, I bent over at one moment and um, one of the pins had come undone from the little you know protector thing and stabbed me in the leg. Um, and then I kind of jumped up and I kind of pulled a pulled. I remember a you're crying. It was uh, well. Let's just say it 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 hurt getting stabbed, and then the way I quick shot up, it also kind of kind of hurt some other area for for a little bit. And it was these can do some damage. I could see why an anti aircraft gun would wanna would wanna take them out. Well, Matt, so, I mean, listen, it's it's nothing that Agent Hand hasn't dealt with. Three shots. Yeah. Well, Pete, that's it for the old uh, the old email box there. Uh, anything on the uh, on the iTunes front? Yes, we have a number of uh, new iTunes reviews. First up is one that was actually left uh, a little early for our deadline uh, last week, but did not see it because I did not check it. This was left on our Fantastic Geek Pop Culture. Uh, podcast feed which is also available on iTunes for you to explore it runs our agents of shield feed but also runs some of our other types of things that are certainly worth checking out agents of shield is just one part of the fantastic geek family ph of podcasts in um, fact Pete you you and I uh, unbeknownst to the audience you and I are going to have a little little podcast summit in a couple of days and i actually have a few ideas on how we could make summertime the best time for the uh the uh pop culture podcast feed so more on that pete and more on that uh, audience in the future so with that i'll read the <laughs> review that was left uh april 3rd and uh you know our last podcast was the Eighth, so I apologize for the lateness of, of reading this. The headline is, it's a review, exclamation mark, five stars. And this was left for us by uh, somebody with no name. Um, so that might make it an issue as far as uh, our little review raffle. Uh, the name is by question mark, ampersand, uh, smiley face, question mark, slash. Yes. Wow. And question mark ampersand smiley face question mark slash says I have not been listening to the podcast for very long, but it is quickly becoming one of my favorites. I enjoy the witty banter between Pete and Matt. Their recent in-depth discussions of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Universe have been very interesting. I would definitely recommend the podcast as one worth subscribing to. And even more Matt than um, reviews. We love subscribers even more than we love the iTunes reviews. Absolutely. Because, you know, when you subscribe, it's just there showing up on your device or your RSS feed catcher or whatever it might be. And uh, it's a great way to, to stay in touch. Indeed. So uh, on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, proper iTunes page uh, for more reviews here. Um, the next by Stitch. 
uh, headline about Captain America 2 podcast, five stars. You both keep saying Alexander Payne when I believe the character's name is actually Alexander Pierce. Just letting you know you were saying the wrong name. Love the podcast. Keep it up. BTW, Mr. Matt, I teared up laughing at what you said to those teen guys behind you. Even if it was dangerous, <laughs> it was hilarious, exclamation mark. Now, I'm going to throw Matt under the bus, not for nearly getting a shot during <laughs> Captain America the Winter Soldier, but because he wrote down Alexander Payne on our agenda, and I, like a silly goose, just took it on faith. Well, now, Pete, it's funny you should mention that because I didn't want to throw you under the bus last time, but I was pretty sure that you put it on the agenda. I'm going to have to go back and look while you nope. read the next nope. next one here. Didn't. Bottom line is Sorry. this. We, we certainly want to get all the details correct. That's why I, I'm assuming this reviewer uh, so kindly reviewed in the, there was like a 24-hour period where that mistake was just out there on the on the podcast, and I went back and did a little like, hey, breaking into the podcast here, we made a mistake that you're going to hear for the first time, and I kind of put it in context and whatnot. So the fact that our reviewer there is speedy uh, is certainly appreciated. Next review comes courtesy of Christina Lala. The headline is Agents of Awesome, all caps, Wow, five stars. Uh, the review states, if your mind is still reeling after watching Ages of Field or anything Marvel, this is the perfect podcast for you. They offer such great perspective and say everything you've been thinking and shouting at your TV. Fun, witty, thought-provoking, and most importantly, these guys know their stuff. Make this your one-stop destination for the morning after your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fix. And it is signed at Christina Lala, who we know actually as one of our very faithful um, Twitter uh, followers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Twitter has become, I mean, I guess it's been this way for you know a while, but the confluence of what we do and the audience that's finding us and the audience that's finding the podcast or the audience that's just talking to us about the show on Twitter it's it's unlike the other some of the other projects that we've done and i some of that obviously is because you know the show is first run and might not be doing well in you know the ratings but there was an article i was going to share that i'll save till next time that like it's what was it pete the show when you do the dvr numbers it's number one males 18 to 39 or whatever like the show is doing the show has a loyal audience and a sizable audience and it's it's great talking to people about it in small ways and reviews just just the conversation is great the other stuff the reviews are nice and and so appreciated but just you know it, the connection with people really is nice as well yes uh next review is by thistle thorn uh headline great podcast five stars the review reads, I listened to several podcasts for Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I have to say that this is the best of the bunch. Matt and Pete are very informative and entertaining and have an obvious love of the show and all things Marvel. Keep up the great work, guys. Wow, that's wonderful. I know that, by the way, Pete, we have been reminding people to, to send in that 
you know, send in the email with your iTunes name just so we can match it up. And uh, indeed, Thistlethorn had uh, had done that. So an opportunity to remind everybody that if your name gets pulled out of the hat, got to know how to get in touch. Indeed. And the final review uh, headlined here, uh, why didn't I start listening sooner? Five stars by Fan of Shield. This podcast is exactly what I needed. I wish I'd started sooner, but I'm catching up. I can think of one, maybe two other people I know at school who watch it. Reminds me there's a larger universe out there. I just didn't realize it till now. Keep it up. We are all connected. And that's uh, that's a nice reminder. You know, here we are, great big internet. We're all coming together around this uh, super fun show. I will, of course, remind everybody that uh, our review raffle is for all new iTunes uh, reviews. The deadline is going to be um, later day on Sunday, May 11th, just to make sure that you beat the clock for uh, iTunes. We're going to draw, uh, based on our entrance, the uh, winning um Entry for our uh, Funko Agent Colson bobblehead, which actually arrived at Fantastic Geeks uh, Northern office uh, <laughs> over the weekend. And I now have mine on my desk and the other one has been placed lovingly uh, mint in its little box in my closet uh, until he is uh, given a new home. So if you would like to potentially be that home for your very own Agent Coulson, the first mass-produced, wide-produced collectible from this show, you know, Matt talks about it and takes Instagrams of his Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. badge. Well, not everybody, you know, A, wants their own badge, and B, had the opportunity. You have the opportunity here You've just got to leave a review. It doesn't need to be a nice review, although we like nice reviews. Uh, but yeah, get on the iTunes and do that by May 11th, and we will draw it the night of the finale, Tuesday, May 13th. Pete, in the interim, people can uh, be in touch with us by tweeting at Fantastic Geek. That's fantastic, of course, with a PH. They can visit fantasticgeek.com and leave a comment there. Uh, they can also uh, send an email to fantasticgeek at gmail.com. But Pete, some people want more of the Pete. Uh, so how can they how can they get in touch with you on the Twitter? Well, 2,920 followers can't be wrong. You can find me at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. And I am on Twitter as Looking Back Lost. With that, Pete, this has been certainly a jam-packed episode. I think that uh, we've gone a little longer than usual. I think that uh, luckily our schedules were conducive to that. I think we might tighten things up slightly next week. But I think it's been it's been a fun a fun podcast to discuss a fun episode. Um, and uh, I guess with that, Pete, I'll say arrivederci to all our listeners. I'm gonna take off right now, Pete. I bet you've got a white whale to go take down. Have you even read that book?
plans proceeding? They are. Good. We will infiltrate very carefully indeed. What is your status, Providence Beat? I am ready for activation. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> 